Hey guys, how's it going? Um, so I guess I'm doing this a little bit out of order. I, uh, I recorded two podcasts last week uh, with two of my friends. And I w- I'm trying to record five before I release this. But then I just decided I probably need some sort of intro. Uh, so people know who I am and what I'm about and how obnoxious I can be. I'm joking. I mean... I'm sure many find me obnoxious, but um, I also I also just came up with the title of my podcast, and so I need to explain that as well. I recorded two podcasts without even knowing the title or the subject matter, really, because uh, I'm a thrill seeker. Uh, so the title of my podcast is called uh, "Be Here for a While," uh, which just kind of sounds like a drunk person at a bar saying they're going to be there for a while. Uh, but it also kind of means like, you know, when, you know, when, uh, comedians, you know, that old hacky joke, like I'm here all night. They say that after a joke, uh, it's a play on both of those. So it's about basically me being a comedian, but also me being a drunk, which, you know, doesn't really get much better than that. Uh, Stassi's boyfriend came up with the title. I can't really take credit for it. I, I texted him and for the, for those of you who don't know who Stassi is, if you're just listening to this for the first time, uh, she is my friend who has a very successful podcast called Straight Up with Stassi, who I've been a guest on many times, and who also is what inspired me to start a podcast. Uh, she's also on a show, Vanderpump Rules, which I am also on as basically a background character, uh, mostly by my choice, um, because they're my friends and I love them, and, you know, the show's... Whatever. Anyways... It's a show. But anyways, uh, Stassi also has a boyfriend named Patrick who has a very successful radio show on Sirius XM called The Rap uh, with Patrick. And he's had that for like, I mean, he's, he's been on radio, in radio for years, probably 15 years, 10 years, I don't know. I never said I was a math wizard. Anyways, I texted him when I was struggling with the name of my podcast. I was originally going to call it Delusions of Grandeur with Rachel O'Brien which I realize is kind of a tongue twister and sounds a little confusing. It was supposed to just kind of mean that, like, I don't know. I guess I can convince myself that I'm better than I am just to... That's what you got to do to get through life, people. Just if something bad happens, just convince yourself that you're cool and it's all going to be okay. That is how I have gone through most of my life. That is how I went through being a fat kid. And I just convinced myself that I wasn't, and I was awesome. And I wore, like, crop tops and shit. Frankly, when I was 200 pounds at, <coughs> excuse me, I was 200 pounds at, like, uh, I don't know, 13 years old, I had the most confidence I've ever had in my life. I had the most confidence when I should have had the least, frankly. Uh, because I have this ability to convince myself that I'm cooler than I am. But anyways, so it was going to be Delusions of Grandeur, and I realized that was too confusing. And so I texted Patrick and asked him to help me with names. And he was so nice. He spent like, probably five hours out of his day just bouncing ideas back and forth with me. Um, my number two favorite was Blacked Out with Rachel O'Brien. Because, well, I'm sure you can get the gist of that. But I didn't want to sound like Jersey Shore or something. You know, like, because here's the thing. I'm a drunk but I'm not a partier. So I'm never like, like uh, blacking out is never a phrase that I would ever be like, guys, let's do shots and get blacked down at a club. I'm more just, I get drunk on accident. It doesn't ever really like, I don't like purposely do it. It's just like, I like to, you know, I like to drink. 
And so I was like, yeah, blacked out doesn't really describe me. And if I do get blacked out, I didn't mean to. So anyways, we went back and forth a little more. And that is how Be Here For A While came out. So yeah. Um, I did something really interesting this weekend. I, it was my friend Annabelle's birthday a couple weeks ago. And I sort of, I mean, I was there for part of it, but I didn't stay that long. And I was like, I'm an asshole. I should do something better for her. And so I planned this thing. A uh, little backstory on Annabelle. She's hilarious. She's a comedian. Um, but she's also really into, like, aliens and ghosts and stuff like that and crystals and weird shit like that. And uh, she, she loves that stuff. And so I decided for her birthday... I was going to take her on um, a haunted Hollywood tour. Now, for those of you that have not been to LA, uh, there is there are there are tour buses that go around the city. There are ones that like show you stars' homes. There are ones uh, for TMZ that do. I'm sh- I've never been, I've never been on any of these, but I assume the TMZ one is probably some sort of like celebrity gossip related tour. And then there's a tour called Dearly Departed. And that drives you around the city and shows you the most haunted places and also places where scary murders happened or people died. That sounds very depressing. And it is. Uh, So I was like, oh, Annabelle will love this. So I booked us three tickets, me and Annabelle and Jacqueline. And Jacqueline is my uh, first guest on this podcast. I already recorded it with her and I will release it at some point this week or next. And so... The three of us, uh, I booked us, I booked, booked uh, I can't talk. I booked us tickets to go on this tour. So we meet up for brunch, and uh, first of all, I'm obsessed with food and restaurants. It's one of my favorite things in the world, and I follow this 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 blogger named Jonathan Gold, who lists like the best restaurants in LA. It's a very famous like. He, there's a documentary ad about about him. And so I tried to go to as many of his restaurants as possible. And I have been to this restaurant. I'm not going to say what it is because I'm not trying to, like, ruin someone's business. But I have been to this restaurant. Fine, it's plan check on Fairfax. I said it. There, I said it. Uh, I have been to this restaurant, like, three times. I'm trying to give it a chance. And I hate it. It's disgusting. It's like, you f- like it's so greasy, you feel like you need a shower afterwards. So whatever. I took her there for, for brunch. Me, her, and Jacqueline, and my boyfriend, John. And at brunch, uh, me and Jacqueline each had a drink, and then all three of us had a shot. Annabelle doesn't really drink that much. We made her do a shot for her birthday. I had assumed when I was going to go on this tour, I would have gone into it with a little shine on, you know? And we were going to stop at a liquor store or something and bring stuff with us, because no one really wants to sit on a tour bus with tourists, because no one in L.A. actually goes on a tour of their own city, uh, But no one wants to sit on a tour bus with strangers sober. So I had figured we would stop at a liquor store. Me and Jacqueline would fill up, you know, water bottles with some sort of liquor. Uh, Annabelle would likely not drink. We'd go on this tour. But we were a little late because the service is also terrible at Plan Check. And so we get in our Uber and we start driving towards the location. I was like, they'll probably, it's in Hollywood. There's probably going to be a liquor store like on every corner. I assume there's going to be one nearby because Hollywood basically is a gigantic liquor store. And so we pull up. There's no liquor store. Well, actually, there was, but it was closed because it was a Sunday. 
I didn't really realize that LA was one of those places that observed liquor stores closing on Sundays. Not they don't all, but this one did. But we see a we see a 7-Eleven across the street. And we are five minutes before the tour is about to take off. We check in with the very sweet lady at the front and we tell her we have to go, we want to go get some waters, but we'll be right back for the tour. And she was like, oh, God, we sell waters here. There's no need to leave. And I was like, oh, I want special water. She was like, but we have three different kinds of water. I was like, I don't want water, lady. And I, well, I didn't do that, but that's what I was thinking in my head. It was like, thank you for your offer, but we're going to run to 7-Eleven. So we actually do physically run. Now, I'm wearing just like boots or something. Jacqueline's wearing stilettos. I take off. Normally, she's a lot faster than me, but I go off in a dead sprint, and I'm beating her for the first time in my life, running down the street to get to the 7-Eleven because it wasn't just like across the street. It was like up the block and across the street. I go there. She's still at the light. I cross in the middle of traffic. You know, I threw my, I threw my life on the line for this. I walk into 7-Eleven. It's one of the 7-Elevens that doesn't like sell alcohol. Normally, they sell like wine and beer. This was a dry 7-Eleven. So I sprint back across the street to tell Jacqueline the terrible news that we will be going on a tour for three hours with strangers sober. Yes, I know I said that we had a shot and a drink earlier that day. That's basically like, you know, getting up and having a coffee. That doesn't count. So uh, we get on this tour bus and the driver is immediately very intense. Very, very, very intense. He talks very fast. He's very animated. But you have to on a tour. Like, you know, listen, he's good at his job. And, you know, props to him because it seems like a very hard job. So we get on this bus, and it's a lot smaller than I was thinking. And considering we were about two minutes late, the bus was already full. And so, and there was, there were not, there was not a space where three people could sit together. It was like, uh, two in, two seats and then an aisle in one seat. And that was the same for three rows. And then there was a, an aisle in the back, not an aisle, a row in the back for um, four people to sit. We get on the bus. The two singles are not taken. And then one seat next to three strangers was also not taken. So I did the polite thing. I let Annabelle and Jacqueline sit in their own comfortable seats. And I went and sat in the back with the strangers. I am touching the person next to me the entire time. This is my worst nightmare. I don't like tours, and I don't really like people all that much. I mean, people are fine, but, you know, I don't want to, like, touch a stranger for three hours all day. And so I immediately look at them, because we all are, like, a little nervous. I was like, guys, we can bail if you want. I don't care. I'll eat the money for the tickets. Do you want to go? I could see in Jacqueline's eyes she wanted to go. Annabelle was very excited. Well, maybe she was faking excitement because she didn't want to be rude because I got this for her for her birthday. So she was like, well, let's just, no, let's just like at least go for a little bit. I was like, all right, let's make a pact. If this sucks, one of us fakes an injury, we say, we tell the guy to pull over and we make a break for it. And we were like, cool. So we take off. The driver is talking nonstop. Uh, but it is interesting. And within like 15 minutes, I was finally like soothed. I felt okay, and we're driving around the city that we live in, and the driver is pointing out, you know, places where terrible things happen, like the house that they think the Black Dahlia murder happened in, and, uh, you know, where some 
actress was shot and all this like terribly sad stuff. Or, oh, the Mexican restaurant where uh, Sharon Tate had her last meal before uh, the Charles Manson killings or whatever. Uh, so it was interesting, but also like it was a strange thing to be trapped on a bus and be forced to hear depressing things. Like I kind of knew what I was getting myself into and I knew Jacqueline or Annabelle was going to be into it, but I didn't know how depressing it was going to be. And then our driver took us to um, one of the like, kind of famous Hollywood cemeteries uh, where Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe is buried there, uh, Dean Martin, um, trying to think of who else we saw, uh, Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield's uh, gravestone, which, by the way, uh, he had a very funny quote on his uh, headstone. It just said, there goes the neighborhood, which I think is hilarious. Uh, I think Merv Griffins was there and his said... Oh, shoot. Something about... Because he used to say something something very uh, famous all the time about... All right. Well, I can't think of it, so I'm not going to say it. I'll look it up, and I'll say it later. So we go, and we, we see the cemetery, and it's cool. And we take a picture next to Marilyn Monroe's grave, which is super basic, and I didn't care, but, you know, we did it anyways. And, uh, well, actually, the thing about Marilyn Monroe's grave, which is very creepy, is a guy... Uh, just a random guy bought the so she's okay she's in one of those drawer things like she's not in the in the ground so she she's in one of those drawers and they they stack them like you know five on top of each other and when i think this is the i think this is the backstory this is at least what our driver told us so if i'm wrong i'm sorry uh, i doubt any of Marilyn Monroe's family is listening if you are i am sorry for telling it wrong if i do but our driver told us that when Marilyn Monroe and Joe DiMaggio were getting divorced, he, or no, sorry, when Joe DiMaggio and Marilyn Monroe were married, he bought the two uh, drawer thingies like above each other. Like hers was below and his was above. And when they got divorced, he sold his, or he wanted to sell it. And somehow this guy who is not famous must have known Joe DiMaggio because he bought it from him. And his wife, the guy, this is the guy that bought it, his wife it, n- said that she never knew that her husband was like, an, like a crazy Marilyn Monroe fan. She like barely remembers him mentioning her. She also did not realize her husband somehow knew Joe DiMaggio. So this poor woman is uh, very surprised to find out that on her husband's deathbed, as he's dying, this is, you know, years later, Marilyn Monroe's already died. She's, she's already buried there. And this is, you know, 30 years later or something. Uh, this dude tells his wife that he wants to be buried above Marilyn Monroe, uh, and he would like her to tell the whoever it is that works at the funeral and does this kind of thing, he would like his wife to tell that dude to flip him over so for all of eternity, he can be laying on top of Marilyn Monroe. Now, that's the creepiest thing I've ever heard for two reasons. Number one, his poor wife as her husband's dying, finds out that her husband's dying wish is to be buried above Marilyn Monroe and flipped over so he can be laying on top of her for eternity. So creepy. Number two, poor Marilyn Monroe, that even in death, she has these crazy stalker people, like, haunting her. And this guy also, by the way, told his wife if she didn't, if she didn't fulfill his wish, he was going to haunt her for the rest of his life. This is what I read an article about it. This is what he, he allegedly said. Which led me to believe that, like, okay, so also most of these murders that we were hearing about and most of these, like, crazy stories, 
were like crazed white guys who had too much time on their hands. A lot of times they were rich dudes too. Just had too much time on their hands and stalked these poor women and you know, think great things didn't happen. So the next time a guy tells you you're crazy, you can just point to many instances where guys are the craziest, creepiest people in the world. I'm sorry, that sounds like a very scary rant, but I, it was like a full day of just hearing about like, I don't know, like poor girls just like being stalked by weird dudes. No one's ever stalked me though, I guess. I, I think I repulse people, so I might be clear on that. But if you're not annoying, this could happen to you. Um, <laughs> what else happened this week? Uh, well, this isn't happen, or this didn't happen. It's going to happen tomorrow. I am opening for Heather McDonald at the Irvine Improv. I'm super excited. Uh, and Kate Casey is hosting. Uh, she's a funny comedian and uh, an impersonator. I think she really likes Bravo shows. I think she does. She probably has impersonated some of my friends off of Vanderpump Rules. Or maybe even me, for all I know. Um, but, yeah, she's really funny. Uh, Heather McDonald uh, is a huge comedian, huge following. She's, like, one of my favorite people. She's so funny. Uh, she was on Chelsea Lately and many other things. Uh, so, yeah, she's headlining. She's going to do about an hour. I'll probably do about 20 minutes. And, yeah, I'm opening for it. I'm super excited. So if you're in Irvine and if I release this before tomorrow, <laughs> try to come to the show. If I don't release it before tomorrow, well, you knew what happened. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to cut it short only because this is like my first solo podcast and I have to go to, uh, an, uh, well, it's a callback and I'm not bragging because it's some annoying modeling thing. And again, I just said the word modeling. That's still not bragging because it's for like, a, you know, a sign in like a, a Rite Aid store for probiotics. So they're looking for real people. Sometimes that says that on auditions, which is, there's nothing wrong with being a real person, but when you're conceited, to see that on your audition breakdown, your agent sends you something that's like, we'd like them to be pretty, but we don't want them to be glamorous or model-like. We're looking for real people with real figures. It's like, okay, well, I guess I know where I stand now. <laughs> um, all right, well, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm going to release the two... The two I have recorded so far with Jacqueline and my friend Matthew Payne uh, in the next couple of days. I think I'm going to try to release this today. I'm feeling ambitious. Uh, and you can follow me on social media at on Twitter and Instagram at Rachel N. O'Brien. That's R-A-C-H-A-E-L-N-O-B-R-I-E-N. Looks like it's Rachel N'O'Brien. Uh, yeah, follow me. All right. Thank you.